Welcome to Recovering Biblical Manhood. I'm your host, Paul Robbins. And I'm your co-host, Aaron McBride. And we will begin exploring the question, what is biblical manhood? War? What war? Am I a soldier? And how am I supposed to be equipped for this battle? Men, these and many other questions will be explored and answered in our quest as we look at biblical manhood from the Word of God. Rise up, man of God, and fulfill your role in the kingdom. Welcome to Recovering Biblical Manhood. I am your host, Aaron McBride. Alongside me is my co-host, Paul Robbins. Say hello. Good morning. Hello. This is our first episode of this new podcast, Recovering Biblical Manhood. Um, Paul is a member of Victory Baptist Church in Fallon, Nevada, uh, where I happen to also pastor. And God has given Paul a very big heart for men and returning us back to biblical manhood. Uh, Paul, why is this subject so important to you? Well, Aaron, I was saved uh, back in 1988, 89 at a Southern Baptist revival. And in the 30 plus years that I've been saved, I have never had a class or a series of any lessons that emphasized what is expected of the Christian man rather than the more general, just Christian. And I think it's important that men know specifically what's expected of them from God. Uh, and where where do we find that information? Well, in my studies, I've gone back to uh, to Genesis to figure out the beginning of it, um, and there in the uh, in the first chapter of Genesis, uh, verses twenty six through thirty one, uh, it's really pretty clear exactly what is expected of Christian men. Well, that's the uh, passage that tells us that um, we were created in the image of God. Yes, yeah. exactly. And we'll do some more exploring of that as we uh, begin. Uh, today is just more of an introductory um, episode, so you kind of know the heartbeat behind Paul and myself as we bring this podcast to you. Um, do you feel like this idea of biblical manhood is something that's lacking in the church? I do. From all of the studies that I've read... The vast majority of Christian households, the uh, the wife tends to be the one who takes the lead in the Christianity of the house, not the husband. Mm. And don't get me wrong, I love my wife. She is a fine and wonderful Christian woman, but God did not create her to uh be the Christian leadership in the house. He created me to do that. Yeah, and we see that, we'll see that from Genesis from the very beginning, that God has a set order. Um, that's not to say that 
Christian womanhood isn't important because it very much is. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I know for myself, personally speaking, um, having my wife who loves the Lord and cares about the Lord and, and cares about me is a wonderful addition to the home because sometimes it helps to strengthen uh, my desire to be a Christian man and have this Christian manhood that we're talking about. I know just what you mean. I uh, I feel that uh, as I talk with my wife about different subjects uh, and faith, she has wonderful insights into what God wants. And on those times when we disagree about any particular subject, uh, God has given us the ability to speak about those differences without arguing or fighting but to listen to each other's input. And, and I think we'll, we'll probably even discover some of that uh, when we come through Genesis, because there's obviously passages that tell us that uh, God had set us over together, husband and wife, to have dominion over the world. So it was a co-rulership that God desired with Adam and Eve. And we know that sin destroyed a lot of that. And so we'll continue to explore some of those things as we move along in the podcast. Um, but uh, let's continue to just kind of hash out why this is so important, uh, why this subject's so important, and why it's so important for our church today. Uh, so another question for you is, why do you feel we are missing the concept of biblical manhood uh, in our churches today? Well... I've, I've done a little bit of uh, remote study. I, I, I never went to uh, Bible college. Um, I won't say that I am a highly educated man. Uh, I am your basic street-level, pew-level Christian. But as I said before, I have over 30 years of trying to serve the Lord to the best of my ability. And God has led me in directions and uh, pushed me to study. And I have yet to find uh, a roadmap through the Bible that says, men, this is where we go. Women, this is where you go. And I, I feel that, you know, we get our wires crossed. I want to be the Christian man that God wants me to be. And if any of our listeners are wondering if, uh, if I have a, well, I'm the man and this is the way things have to be type attitude, um, when I have a question that I don't know and my pastor's not available or I'm on the road in the car with my wife, I talk to her about it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and she has insights, like I've said before, that uh, I wouldn't consider because my brain isn't the same as hers. Right. Yeah. 
I think God uh, sometimes has given our wives insight uh, that we miss. I know even as a pastor, um, many times when I'm thinking of possibilities for ministering in our church or a direction for our church uh, and things like that, I will run ideas by her that uh, that don't make it to the cutting room floor <laughs> because she'll be like, no, that's not a good idea. No, I see these problems could be uh, things that happen if we move forward with that. Uh, even as well, we prepare uh, for this coming year with things for our church and the direction I feel like God is leading us to, um, I've written down goals. I've written down uh, what our theme is. I've written down what the direction is that we want to go. And she and I sat down and read through that. And she said, well, maybe you need to explain this a little bit more. So absolutely, our heartbeat isn't here to be like, well, if we're going to teach biblical manhood, we're going to teach it the way that uh, you know men are like the caveman who goes in and knocks the woman over the head and drags her out by the hair and tells her what she's going to do. That is absolutely not the picture of manhood that God paints in his word, uh, even if there are uh, some churches and some um, uh, pastors who try to teach it that way. Uh, there, That is not a biblical viewpoint. Yes, and we will even uh, talk about the subject of submission in the future and things like that, but uh, we want us, uh, our listeners to understand that our heartbeat as husbands as uh, fathers, uh, as men who lead, is not to act like we are above women. It is to understand that God has given us a perfectly designed role that he expects us to fulfill as men. Um, So uh, here's the next question, and I know we've already kind of um, covered some of this, and we've mentioned several times the Word of God but what or how do we discover what true manhood is? I think to, uh, to discover what true manhood is and what God expects of us, we have to read God's word. Mm-hmm. We have to gain insight and understanding into who God is, why he created us, and you know, there's also the, the the question of, well, if God created me to love Him, why did He give me free will? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's going to be a good subject to cover as well. Um, and we won't dive into the depths of that, but that's definitely a, a good uh, topic that we should cover. Um, another question that uh, came to my mind um, that we didn't necessarily think through ahead of time, but I think that we can um, look at this and uh, just mention some things is, uh, how do you feel the world has affected the idea of biblical manhood? You know, when I was growing up, I I lived in the atypical 1960s uh, American household. My dad went to work. My mom stayed home, took care of the kids, helped at the school, kept the house. 
Uh, her mother lived with us all through my childhood and helped uh, not only with taking care of the house, but also helped her with taking care of the kids. Uh, and so that was wonderful. So where most people have come from a, a, a two-people or a two-parent household, I realistically came from a three-parent household. Uh, there were four boys, my dad, and my mom and grandmother. Most of our influence during the day was from my mom. Mm -hmm. Our grade school teachers were all female. So we, we picked up that influence and my dad, when he got home in the evening was tired. We became the atypical TV family. And so I did not being the youngest of four boys get a whole lot of this is how to be man of the house training. Um, the other thing I should probably mention was dad was Navy. Mm, yeah. And for any of you who grew up in a household that uh, had any kind of military influence, you understand there was a very definite standard for how you treat men, women, elders, and being the youngest in the family, myself, uh, I was the lowest end of the pecking order. I, I remember one of the exciting things that happened in my life, and I was probably 10, 11, 12 years old, somewhere in there. Uh, my dad called me aside and said, uh, hey, I've got a job to do and I need help with it. And, you know, it's come to my attention that I haven't asked you to help me with a whole lot of things. So I'm going to ask you to help me with this job. And it was spreading insulation in the attic of the house. I'd never done it before. He hadn't done anything like that in years and years. So we got up together in the attic of the house and we insulated the, the attic. And for me, it was a great time. It was a memorable time yeah. because it was the first time my dad asked for my help with a project and I was excited and I didn't want to mess anything up. And I followed his directions to the, to the letter and it was wonderful. And after that, he would, you know, single me out occasionally for helping out with something else. But it was teaching me physically how to do things that would be expected of me as a man. But I can't ever really remember a time when he sat me down and said, son, one of these days you're going to be the man of the house of your own home and you need to know how to do that. And it doesn't mean that you have all the answers. It doesn't mean that you have the final say on everything. It means that you are going to have a wife and you're going to have children and they need to be heard. 
they need to have a say. They need to feel participation in a family. I never heard those words out of my dad. When I got saved, I never heard them out of my pastor either. So I have been learning for the last 30 some years. What does God expect of me as the man of the house? And, uh, recently it, it's, uh, become very important to me to help share what I've discovered to find out what other men have discovered and put it all together in a way that the church can regain the strength in the family that it had 30, 40, 50 years ago, that it's been losing and I think that's part of the reason where we came up with the name of recovering biblical manhood. You know, we we talk a lot about homes that uh, that are fatherless. We talk about children who are fatherless. But uh, something that came to my mind is a home without a present father is just as much a struggle as a home without a father. If we as men are not present in the life of our wives, our children, uh, grandchildren, um, then we are contributing just as much to the problems that we see in our society with fatherless homes. Um, You know, my dad also was military. there were not a lot of times that we necessarily got to spend together. I love my dad. He and I's relationship today is very close. Um, when he comes to visit us, um, we're always doing a project together. Just this past summer, we put up a gate in our yard or a fence in our yard. Um, when I was younger and he was really involved in the Air Force, you know, he had to be gone so often that a lot of times us boys missed out on getting to see our dad now when he would come home he would always try to make sure that he was present in our lives Um, as I was growing up and this is something we can cover as well I was always more of a mama's boy anyways my uh, dad spent a lot of time with my older brothers just because they were the atypical boys you know they enjoyed baseball and football and all those things uh, me, I tried to enjoy those things, um, but uh, we would we would do t-ball, and I was so cross-eyed that uh, that I struck out trying to hit a ball off a tee, and so there wasn't the same camaraderie that that my dad had with my brothers, and that's not to say that my my dad didn't try to spend time with me. He did. But what we found is as I grew older and more mature and really where my relationship with my dad took a totally different direction than it had been basically for most of my life is when I went off to college and started studying to be a a pastor or be in the ministry. Um, My relationship uh, changed so much with my dad. 
uh, to the place where we started to become close. And some of the reason why maybe my relationship with my dad uh, was a struggle is we were a lot alike and we butt heads a lot and uh, and we still do. Um, and I think that's another great topic that we could uh, explore and maybe even bring in some people to interview uh, that uh, have found that same thing. Uh, maybe a father who says, hey, you know, when my kids were growing up, I didn't have a really close relationship with them. And this is how God changed those. And so that's some of the direction that we will go as a podcast. And I'm excited about the future of it um, and the future of what we're looking at. We are going to get people in here to be interviewed and to talk about their experiences because it's not the it's not the Paul and Aaron show. Um, this is a show that is meant for you as men to learn what God has called you to be and to get encouragement from other men who have gone along this journey of biblical manhood. And uh, by all means, none of us are going to attain all the information that we need in order to exasperate what it means to be a biblical man. Uh, This is a journey that all of us will be traveling through. And uh, I believe the word that we used even in our introduction was this idea of our quest is to look at the word of God and follow the teaching of the word of God to help us be the men who God has called us to be. And it will be a lifelong struggle. But if we can help other men along the way to overcome some of those struggles and lord willing we'll have young men who are listening to this who aren't husbands or fathers or grandfathers right now who will be able to take ideas from this podcast to help them on their journey of biblical manhood uh paul do you have anything to say before we close out this episode Just that, Lord, lead us. We call you our Father in heaven. And, Lord, teach us how to be men and fathers and brothers here on earth. Amen. Well, next uh, episode, we will begin diving into the book of Genesis and start our quest through the Word of God to see what we are called to be as men. God bless. 